We're joined now by Marilyn Giraud, Senior Lecturer at AUT, specialising in, among other things, sports marketing. As we look at the situation of the young Russian Anna Blinkova being included in the ASB Classic. Marilyn, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a, a very interesting situation the ASB Classic find themselves in when you look at, at the, the platform of international tennis with the involvement of Russian and Belarusian players. Uh, as you well know, and uh, there is a Russian coming to town to the ASB Classic. The ASB are good with this. The ASB Classic are good with this. Should we just let this go? Is this okay to let a single individual Russian player under the shadow of the Ukrainian conflict play tennis internationally? <laughs> well, this is a very complicated issue, especially this one is quite has a lot of uh, layers, I would say, to it. Uh, is it okay? Well, of course, from the ATP and WTA perspective, what they're saying is they're taking the stand that we shouldn't actually penalize those those players for for coming, and they're really, really even they're penalizing Wimbledon for for taking a stand last winter. So not only no uh, points were giving um, in July in Wimbledon, but also they're giving them like a, uh, some monetary retribution. So it's quite important. So. Is it like something we should care about? I think we should. Um, the, the tough part with this one is also uh, it's individual players, and it doesn't mean that the players are actually uh, involved or they're for the issue, and a lot of them are actually taking some um, some political stance. And I'm thinking, for example, about Andy, uh, Andrei Rublev, who's been quite vocal about the fact that he thinks uh, what Russia is doing is, is completely wrong. So to penalize individual athletes for what the country is doing is also some people feel is wrong. So there's so many layers to that. But I think we should still ask ourselves, so where should we stand? And is, is it important to consider political issues in sports? Is it is it fair, though, for a single individual athlete like the world number 80, Anna Blinkova, to actually carry that weight of an entire Russian invasion on her shoulders when she just wants to play tennis? She's a, an innocent bystander. It's just by yes. country of birth that she sat with this. Exactly. So that's why it's, it's very tricky. And I know a few of the players, especially, well, some women have been taking stand, but a lot of men have been, and we could see some of them have even cried on court because they feel uh, a lot of people are against them, even if, as I said, they're not at all. Um, so they have quite a lot of weight on their shoulder when they're going to different tournaments, and a lot of people actually are not treating them super well. So I, I really feel we have to make a distinction between the individual versus the country. As far as taking a stand from the individual's point of view, and it'll be all well and nice in a perfect world for them to decry what's happening uh, with Putin and, and, and Russia, but that is a very dangerous line to cross, is it not, when you consider she lives there, she's got family back over yeah. there in Russia. We don't know what the ramifications of exactly. such a step would be. Exactly, and that's what a few of them, and some of them who've done it, a bit Medvedev in the mail, or like I said, the, the example of Rublev. And what a lot of people have said about Rublev is actually putting a lot on the line by being so vocal about his political stand and really condemning what Putin has been doing. So because, yeah, he's going to go back, but also his whole family is still there. So we don't really know how things are actually panning uh, over there for his family. So it actually is quite 
it's been quite a, a very tough situation for, for him and for some of the athletes who took a, a stand on, on those issue. There's been a lot around of recent times about sport washing. I suppose this falls vaguely into that category, but should it be? Should there be that connection? We talk about what happened in, in FIFA with the World Cup and the, mm. the cognitive dissonance that we all involved ourselves in. In situations with an individual like that, should we even bring this into our thought process that it's a, a, a Russian athlete, it's not her problem? Should we should we make any difference? Should it make any difference? Well, in that case, I, I, I'm I'm very um, in in the middle, like uh, like I said, because I feel some of them are it's it's really against it's nothing against them, and they they were just born there, and a few of them are trying to defend themselves. I think the issue is very different than having events in countries like this. So, if the WTA was deciding to still run some of its events in Russia, in China, in Saudi Arabia. Those country, I, I think this we really need to, to to talk about it and to be more conscious as consumers about the issues that are there. In terms of individual athletes, I think it still needs to be part of the conversation a tiny bit because we need to be reminded that this is still going on. Uh, because a lot of people, I think, are kind of like forgetting that this is <laughs> going on at the moment. Um, so still bringing it them, but not condemning the athletes or penalizing them for something that their president or um, prime minister is doing. Did the sanctions at, at any level of sport, though, actually affect what's happening at that presidential level? And we're joined by uh, Marilyn Giroux. She's a, a senior lecturer at AUT looking at sports marketing. Like, does it matter to Putin and his regime that um, we're packing a hissy fit and don't want players paying? Well, um, I don't know if for him it makes a big difference, to be quite honest. Like, I think it's more, and I think that's what Wimbledon was trying to do, is just to be one of the leading um, corporation and event to take a, a strong political stance. So I think what a few of us or a few tournaments were trying, and now, of course, it's, it's becoming very difficult, and I feel for the ASB Classic because within the rules, they have to accept that that, that player, um, they cannot really penalize them. And if not, the WTA and HP could actually take some of their rankings away, even the event away. So they have to take um, the athletes on board if they have the, the ranking to do it. But I, yeah, so I don't know if it actually make a big difference in one single athlete is not um, accepted. But I know in terms of Wimbledon, it was quite a, a strong political stand. And I think it was seen as a quite a big movement. The only thing is after other tournaments didn't follow. So it was quite like a, a bit of a, a wasted effort from Wimbledon. But still, it raised the issue in the media, part of the consumer. So I think it was still a good thing to do, um, especially with Wimbledon reputation. They can probably afford it more than other tournaments. Does this taint the sponsor in ASB? Because there was thought of them maybe pulling or there was rumoured that they were going to pull their sponsorship, but they're not. They're going ahead business as usual. Does this cast a shadow on them at all? Well, the the, the thing with, with that is, again, it's, it's related to like what type of events do you want to be or what type of values do you want to portray? So I think the first thing when they said they were not going to be involved with the ASB Classic, if a Russian was coming, was like to take a really strong political stance and, and really be part of the leading and really show their values, which I thought was quite amazing because I think we need sponsor more to think about that, not just about visibility 
and positive image, but like what exactly are you getting yourself into and what type of value are you going to show? Um, but as I said, it's like, uh, it's a bit of a tricky one. And I think, well, the ASB Classic is such an amazing event that I'm, I'm glad that ASB is still sticking with them. But uh, it would have been also on the other way to go with like what you really stand for would have been a very strong message. And thank you very much for your time and your thoughts, Marilyn Giroux, Senior Lecturer out of the University of Auckland, Sports Marketing Involvement as well. Thank you very much for yours. You have a wonderful thank evening. Thank you, you too. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems, or a, but I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.